Welcome back to the Emo Social Club. We're here. We're, We're existing. Here. We're coming back together. <laughs> I think we each had, what, maybe like four, five hours of sleep if we were lucky? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Probably about. Yeah. Um, We are recording this the day after our Black Lives Matter emo karaoke event. And uh, so it went till about one in the morning and we all <laughs> we all realized had we time. had to work the next morning too, really early. And, um, you know, we had a good time in the moment. We had a very good time. I uh, I honestly thought the event was super cool. It was really well put together. Ariel did a fantastic job of organizing everything together, putting people in the room and uh just yeah really running it really well and um it was super cool to me to sort of have different groups of people all coming around to be a part of emo music but from a lot of different communities uh and that's something you don't really see oftentimes enough i feel in this scene i agree i think that there were a lot of people of different backgrounds there were a lot of people of you know race, color, creed, all that. Uh, and everybody came together over just one unifying emo music. And I, I think a bit of the performance aspect, like having people up on stage singing it and then everybody in the audience singing it back at them and sort of having this like, everybody's a star for three and a half minutes or so. And, you know, people kind of get annoyed. Like the way we run it is that we just play the regular song because there are some copyright issues with video, with audio and some bars and like how you can play and, and perform music, like just how it all works out in the end, especially with like karaoke songs. So using a karaoke song doesn't have the lyrics. Somebody had to spend the time to make that song. And, you know, you don't necessarily have the license to play that everywhere because it's not the same as like a song on a major label recording. So for anybody who's paying attention to this podcast now that we've done that event, that is why. Media Law 101. Yeah, it's just it, there's a lot of behind the scenes shit that goes into music performance, music playing, playing of audio at a bar. I mean, there are some bars that only pay for one license and they don't have the license to play other shit. So that's why we do that. Uh, we, you know, and sometimes you really want that backing track to cover up the fact that you suck at karaoke, i.e. me. Like, yeah, because imagine if you could just perform and it wasn't based on like really how you sound or how you know the words or like how drunk you are. It's more about. Yeah, just, I like, saw some of those last night. And I was like, oof. Yeah. Good I mean, thing everyone else, one in the crowd knows the lyrics yeah. and two that there's a backing track. You always get to that point where you're like, am I I'm drunk enough to have the confidence to do this? but I'm too drunk to have the ability to do this. So, but there you are on stage yeah, going on. I think off. that it, it covers it up nicely. It did. Uh, yeah, I think that there's, you know, people were getting a little bit like kind of surprised by it, but we had the same issue when we did it at Riot Feast too. It's just, I think it's the best way of doing what we're trying to do where there's no pretension. There shouldn't be any nerves. There shouldn't be any like, Oh, I'm too afraid to sing. I'm too afraid to perform. It's like, no, literally, this is the best outlet. Like, imagine you singing into a hairbrush in your bedroom to the mirror, like to all your favorite songs. Like, that's this. But now there's a crowd cheering and singing along with you 
and like really enjoying your performance along with you. And there's no, like everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's from the same, uh, you know, everybody has the same interest in being here and doing that. So it's kind of like this, it's just a really nice way to sort of break down the barrier of being a performer and singing and having that cathartic release of, of doing the song with a bunch of people that are just excited for you to succeed. Especially um, my one friend, she did that Chiodo song. Yeah. And she started, she started doing like screaming, like she was yeah. doing screamo and I wasn't ready for it. My friend wasn't ready for it. <laughs> Everyone around us was like, what's going yeah. on? And I was like, my one friend, Chrissy, she looked at me and she was like, your friend's fucking cool. And yeah. I'm like, where did this come from? Ariel and I were in the back and we were like kind of chatting about something. And then all of a sudden, like she starts doing that and we're like, what? This I is know. So I good. looked up. I'm like, I know that. <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah. Shout out Dex. Uh, Dex, we, Dex used to run DIY Midwest on yeah. Twitter, but now it's uh, taken over by a couple other people. Yeah. So check it out. DIY Missile Midwest Twitter. Yeah. Find red bands. Uh, we also had a couple I, I chatted with a couple people last night uh and we are going to hopefully set up some more interviews with bands and other organizations and stuff in 2019 uh this is our last podcast of the year we know, will not have uh one out for the week of christmas or new year's it's just that's just too busy for yeah everyone there's a lot going on they so Two and a half days free that weekend, so yeah. it's just not. <laughs> so you know, sorry that we can't get you something then. Maybe in the future when we have enough people to write in, we can do a mailbag episode. Oh man, right? That, do we do we want? That's that? what a lot of other podcasts do, like around like, the holidays. I wanna. I think we'll make it when we get our first hate mail. Oh my god, yeah! It's like, gonna be like a hate mailbag. What would you talk about, Fugazi? All right, yeah. <laughs> Bruh, Mineral is the only emo ba- No, No, listen. shut the fuck up. I Don't come a- at me with American foot- football is the best emo the only band. Shut the real fuck emo up. is defined as... No, whatever. L- listen, American <laughs> football's newest single, latest single, fucks. Okay, I'll give you that. But I need you to get off of your high horse and come back like, down a yeah. little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. If you don't understand, it's fine. We'll get it. We don't we need to argue you're, about you're real emo too, shit. You're, you're too cool hipster <laughs> who wants to go back to emo but is embarrassed by it. Yeah. So, you know, you just want to be like the cool dad now because, yeah. you know, Great. you're in your 30s and hate your life. Great. Be cool. Be cool. Uh, again, an event about no pretension and bringing different cultures and different backgrounds together is pretty cool. And I was very happy to be able to be a part of it. I was very happy that it worked out, I think, in the way that we all wanted it to, where we had a bunch of people there from, you know, different places and and kind of coming together to have that cathartic release. Bunch of bands, bunch of uh, fans, bunch of organizations, bunch of everything. Like, just a really cool vibe, really cool room. Yeah. So, hopefully, uh, we can make it happen again in the future. Uh, no definite plans yet, but... But be on the lookout. There yeah. might be something that pops up. Yeah. Uh, keep an eye out on all of our social media. All of our multiple social media. 2019. Especially on Twitter, because I've just been popping off on that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, so, we are going to get into a couple things in this episode. Uh, the main thing we're going to do in this episode is a year-end wrap-up of all of our favorite albums. Meaning Brian's four albums so, he listened to. And so, the rest of mine. we'll get to it. But, 
What I'm going to say is that Lizzie has her multiple albums released in 2018 divided into columns of genres in this. And I was like, I listened to maybe 10 albums this year that came out this year. I was listening to like stuff that was released, you know, previous years. I this mean, year, me too. But like, you know, I'll listen to Fall Out Boy and repeat for like a week. But yeah. I also listen to like the newest albums that come out. My yeah, guy. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> so we're going to talk about those. But uh, we're going to get a little bit into some, not personal stuff, but uh, we I want to talk a little bit about uh, some stuff that's going on with Taking Back Emo and I. Uh, so we just played our last show dun, dun, dun. as Taking Back Emo. Um, now, I should say I'll... I'll I'll get into the nitty gritty of like how this all works a little bit. Um, but basically I decided that I didn't want to play with taking back emo anymore. Um, I was ready to move on to new projects. I was ready to do new things. Um, yeah, just ready for, for something else. Um, so I made the decision back in November that I would just finish out the year and play, uh, the last few shows that we had booked. Um, and I couldn't really let anybody know um, because the band itself, Taking Back Emo as a name, is I was a co-owner of it, but I then stepped away from that. So as there are other owners of the product, uh, a couple guys that I've worked with for the past year and a half or so on this project, uh, their decision was obviously to keep going and just find new members to play with the band, which I am totally understanding of and I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, I, I have had this time in taking back emo kind of as a thought of like, I have always loved this music. I've always loved the scene. I've always loved performing. I've always been in original bands and I started in the cover band circuit and thought this is the music I grew up on. This would be fucking cool to do this as a live band, like really authentically. And it's been able to springboard me and what I wanted to do to the level that I'm at now where, you know, me and Lizzie met through, through taking back emo, through working with taking back emo. And now we started this podcast. We started, you know, the emo social club organization around that. And I think that it's just sort of, it's, it, it managed to get me to the level where I'm at, where I can now say, yes, I'm ready to go move on to new projects. Uh, especially focusing again on this podcast uh, making some video, audio content, um, possibly original music again. We'll see. Wild. I know. I I don't really know, but um, all the other members, I you know, sort of just said, "Hey, this is my decision." I decided that I'm going to leave the band, and uh, everybody else could. I, I was like, "You can make your own decision." Um, you know, we can find a new singer to replace me. And everybody felt like, you know, maybe this is just the sign. Maybe this is just the time for us to move on and do something else. Um, I wouldn't say it was easy for everybody. I would say it was pretty easy for me, honestly. Wow. Uh, no, I, I, I honestly just felt very, like, I felt like it was just the right time for me personally. I, But that's, of course, a shock to other people who didn't know that this could have happened. Um, so in that case, I... I gave everybody the opportunity to stay with it but uh at this point everybody for the most part is playing with other projects 
Um, so a lot of them just felt like, yeah, I can just spend more time doing that. Um, we had a really good core group of people. Uh, Matt and I, Matt Santa Maria and I play in another cover band called Addie's Corner, which is going to continue. Uh, that's more a nineties alternative, but we do play some pop punk from the two thousands. Uh, a lot of Blink-182, which... Sounds about right. Yeah, which is not really my favorite, but... The stuff that you probably listen to in your, like, college dorm during, yeah. like, the late 90s. It is basically Q101. Like, we just said we're going to be Q101 as a band. There you go. <laughs> and so, a lot of stuff on that. It's more about, like, the pop-punk edge of the things, because that's where we all are from. Like, uh, so, I, I mean, we play at, like, Cubby Bear. We play at, you know, some of those kind of bars. But it's it's a lot different than Taking Back Emo. I'm not going to pretend that, like, you're going to get the same experience. It's going to be gonna a different experience. You're not going to have him dress up in his Black Parade garb. He's going to no. be like, all right, guys. All <laughs> it's much more chill. It's much more, yeah, it's much more sing-along and, and, like, songs that more people know. It's hitting a wider audience. But I still get to play a lot of songs I love. I still get to sing uh, the songs that I care about and... Uh, you know, it's with a lot of good friends of mine, so we still fucking have a good time. Um, I would also like to shout out what everybody else is doing in that, uh, Jordan and Sanchez have been working on music. Brian Sanchez, Jordan Dismuke. I should actually give their full names, not just what I call them. Just give out their Instagram handles. Really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll link everybody in the, the, the show notes of this, just so you can follow all the members of taking back emo. They're and, really rad dudes. Yeah. Follow like what they're doing because like. They legitimately are some of the best musicians I've been able to work with. Um, Brian Sanchez and Zach Porter and I all were in an original band before. And so that's why we sort of like formed the core again around that because we had all uh, been a part of, you know, making music before we wanted to do something where I knew these are some talented dudes. Let's work on these more difficult songs together because I know you guys will be able to nail them. And so for sure working with those guys was like yeah a blast from the past we may we, we've been talking about may we may uh do one reunion show of that old band uh we were talked about it i would love to do it because those were really fun times of uh playing some can you relive your youth through it yeah no i mean so that was like 2012, 2013 that that. That's when I graduated up. high school. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was like 2013. I think when the band broke up, but we did like the Riot Fest 2012 at uh, Humboldt Park. Like the first year was at a festival. Like we won a contest for that. So like we did some cool shit. And what was the name of this band? Shotgun Zombie. I saw that name on the lineup, and yeah. I was like, don't know if I like that name. That sounds yeah. too seen for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it Yikes. was originally like a very like hardcore melodic, uh, melodic hardcore band. Uh, and then I joined and I was really into EDM at the time. Still am Yikes. to be fair. Uh, and I was like, yeah, the next thing that's going to happen is that people start to incorporate rock music with electronic music. And that's definitely what and happened. And it fucking happened. But uh, yeah, for better or worse, I think that there was a lot of like, complicated musical stuff in there and we needed to simplify it but at that point like i had actually moved to sweden for work and uh we just had, had kind of said like okay well then we're just gonna yeah. hang it up but uh you know now we've been working together with this band with taking back emo and we got everybody back together so 
Uh, there's some conversations about whether or not we'll just get back together and do something with that. Um, maybe not. Maybe we'll just hang out in the basement and jam again. But at the very least, like I'm excited for just hanging out, um, being a little bit more chill. I will also say that the biz- the music business end of things, uh, and this is not a slight on anybody. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here because I don't think that anybody is to blame for the band ending. I think it's just sort of like I felt it was the right time for me. Everybody felt like this decision was for them and that's it. So yeah. it's nobody's fault that it that it's ending. It's nobody's like it's just personal decisions and when you get yeah. to a point like you got to do whatever you got to do. Exactly. But I do think that the business side of music can really fuck some shit up. Oh yeah. And well, and it takes a mental toll on you mm-hmm. because I know for me like working in music i had to take at least i always have to take a break on and off at mm-hmm. least anywhere from like a month to six months because depending on what situation you're in it's just so mentally and emotionally draining especially yeah. when you get a little bit too deeply ingrained into it and then it's just drama and all this other stuff and you just yeah. need to know like where your boundary is i think that you know i i was never able to really go on tours i was never able to really play shows outside of chicago maybe milwaukee or or, you know it's like really close midwest yeah but with taking back emo we got the opportunity to go to some cities like st louis cleveland uh uh, iowa we played a bunch of cities in iowa so i'm just going to include the whole state um whole ass state of course whole ass state so you know, we got this chance to like play outside of our local scene, and that was really awesome. But there were a couple times where I just sort of realized, like, maybe this isn't what I want to do. Like, at least now, like, I'm 31 years old, and I like playing video games at home. I like sitting on the couch and playing the new Super Smash Brothers. And not hearing from him for a week. So why am I out doing this? Like. If I would rather be not doing the thing that I love and I'd rather be sitting on the couch playing video games, that's a sign right there. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't knock anybody who says that I want to go and and play shows like that's my thing. Absolutely. And I I, I get that now maybe it's just that some people want that. Some people think they want it and some people don't want it. And... At this point in my life, at 31, I don't think that that's what I want. I don't know. Maybe, you know, like you said, in six months, maybe I'm going to feel real different. I'm going to be like, man, fuck. But for the moment right now, where I'm at is I think that there's more that I could do here at, you know, at my home or at in Chicago or doing events locally uh, where I would feel more happy, more comfortable more like everything's more stable you might think that like driving out to iowa is like this fun thing to do to go play for a couple hours but it's a lot of work and it takes almost an entire day and a half to do that thing so like we drove to gabe's in iowa city and that was almost a full 24 hours of my life just to do a two hour two and a half hour set and that to me was just not as fulfilling as it would have been if I didn't do it. And, and and we had a great time. Like the crowd at Gabe's has been fantastic the two times we're there. Like I was it's a it's a college town right yeah, there. Yeah, so you got 
everyone yeah and like they you know everybody just wants to go wild and have a good time and i really appreciated that and i had a good time it's just that where i'm at is i don't feel like it needs to be me doing that thing i appreciate everybody who supported us who came out to those things but for me i would rather not have been there i guess you know like it's like i appreciate everybody for making it as good of a situation that i was maybe not as happy about but i need to consolidate the fact that like this just not for me right and i mean at least you gave it a try that's the biggest thing is if you're able to go and try it out to see if it works out or not just do it because especially when you're younger (laughs) and you're able to do it now rather than you know one of my best friends told me you know do it when you're not you know, you don't have a mortgage. You don't have, <laughs> you know, like a million bills to pay. You don't have children. You don't Your have anything like that. Your body's not falling apart. Yeah, you don't have these issues. Do it then because if you fuck up, you know, you're not going to hurt yourself that substantially. Hopefully you don't. <laughs> but, you know, you yeah. don't. You're not going to be as hurt as if you're like, oh, my God, I became a tour musician and I have a fucking mortgage. And like, it's like, okay, yeah. you did not think that through my guy. There's also a certain amount of like being able to bounce back. And like, I think that there are certain times where, you know, like when you're younger, if you don't have a steady paycheck, you are much more willing to put up with like shitty roommates, shitty housing, living with your parents. Yeah. You're like willing you know? to do anything. As yeah. Long as like you- I was way more in that, in that position when i was younger and like yeah i'm ready like let's make a band happen let's go on tour let's buy a van let's like go out there let's do this shit and now like i have a full-time job i have to pay my bills i have a kick-ass apartment i want to do fun shit and i can't do that if i'm not at my full-time job i i've i've had friend i had a friend that that worked with me and you know he eventually had to leave the job which paid him you know enough to afford his apartment a salary and a salary a salary he had to benefits. leave it because he's in a band that goes on tour and his tour schedule was just too much for for what he's trying to do like he can't work a full-time job and also do this fun thing that well i, I say fun thing it is a job touring musician is a job oh, it yeah. just doesn't pay as much it's it's uh, also probably a little bit more fun than your day job, possibly. Yeah. Like, let's be I, honest. I, I fucking guarantee that it is. <laughs> I ha- I have had more fun playing shows than my actual job. <laughs> there are some nights where I'm like, I would have had more fun playing video games at home than playing this show. But I will say that for sure, playing in the band is more fun than my day job. Okay. It just, that's life. Uh, having people cheer for you on a stage is a little bit better than like... Uh, I don't know. Doing whatever you do. Doing whatever I do. Sending emails back and forth. Uh, so yeah, I will probably make a, another post on the interwebs about leaving, taking back emo and just sort of clear and give some more information about what everybody's doing and keep everybody updated with what I'm doing on this podcast. Um, one thing that I'm really excited about is uh on actually christmas eve on monday christmas eve uh, i'm going to be putting out a video of a series that i'm going to start doing uh i'm calling it complicated because i'm a huge avril lavigne fan love it (laughs) um you listen to her new album no not yet (laughs) again it came out in 2018 i haven't listened to it so uh 
I'm going to do a series called Complicated. Uh, I really want to get into like making some YouTube videos and doing more of a visual component to what we do with Emo Social Club. Uh, sort of tying in the worlds of music and culture and especially local Chicago stuff, but sort of looking at um, media, looking at social media especially, uh, and just looking at how culture is reacting to things and what is essentially these complicated ideas and saying that, yes, they are complicated, but here's my take on why it's complicated and that we can't just look at an issue as one side or the other. I think that there's too many, uh, there's too many headlines out there and not enough people reading the content. And when the media or these articles are being written and they're shared on social media and they're just like, here's the basic one line of what this article is. People won't read it and they'll just share it and they'll say, this is everything that I believe. So we start siloing ourselves People will jump in the comments and they'll react only to the headline. And a headline is a take on what is written as the content in the article. So I am going to embrace the controversy, embrace the complicated nature of these two-sided topics or multiple-sided topics, and just talk about what's actually going on. And let's look at it. I'll try to make it funny because I'm a fucking joker. Um, But I, yeah, I just want to... uh, I don't know. I want to make some YouTube videos. I want to do something fun, something cool, and hopefully bring more of like a visual thing to like the podcast besides just like recording a video and posting the podcast. Of us dying on your couch. Yeah. So like, comment, subscribe to Email Social Club on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I also am planning to start Twitch streaming in the new year. Um, I'm going to be just doing some simple games that like have been recommended to me uh, that I can play right now and then eventually building up a full like Twitch streaming kingdom yeah thing on there where i can Wild. actually play super smash brothers so if you fucking play super smash brothers Hit up i'm coming for those tags someone wants uh, to give me a switch <laughs> yeah you buy, can have it as my combined birthday christmas <laughs> present the one time i'll accept it yeah. one time that way lizzie and i can both be on uh yeah on there um we'll just yell at each other the entire time yeah but i will start uh i'll i'll, I'll start posting stuff about that once i'm ready to do it um then we'll just start getting on Twitch and live streaming some video games. It's going to be sad themed. Like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, let's play Super Smash Bros. How is this emo themed? It's like, no, I'm keeping it in the theme. The, I know the first game I'm going to play is uh, Life is Strange, which is a game I've never played, which is a visual novel. And most people have told me that they've cried during it. So oh, my God. I, don't know if I want that. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I uh, I don't know. I'm kind of excited about that. Consistent. Yeah. I, uh, I want to do sad video game playthroughs on Twitch with a community, uh, which I think is just what this emo social club is about. It's just building a community around uh, what we all love and what we're all a part of and doing that in the things that I'm passionate about, things that you're passionate about. And uh, I want more time to do that. And now I have it. I believe that. Yeah. I will tell you, I'm starting grad school after the new year. So if you want to talk about dying and surviving (laughs) school or graduate school, we can definitely do that. (laughs) While working as well and then doing this and commuting down to the city. (laughs) So if you want to talk about death and dying and trying to get your degree (laughs) while making yourself even more in debt, let's go at it. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Hopefully I can, um, I have some ideas for some side, not even side podcast series, but mini audio documentaries. I just need to sit down and interview people. 
yeah. and form it together because I used to really love doing audio docu- um, documentaries. Yeah. I think uh, now that I have more time, you'll have less time. Yeah. Uh, I do think that we have much more ability to do some of the things that I'm really passionate about. I'm really ready to buckle down and do it. Uh, so I think that 2019 is going to be a really cool year for for the emo. So I think it's going to get uh, real wild. For the ESC. I feel like there will be a lot of tears too. Maybe <laughs> it'll just be from me. I don't know. It'll be good. That'd be good. Um, to help me with long form magazine writing. That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, shout out to everybody that uh, was in Taking Back Emo. Shout out to all the people that came to see us. Uh, we played our last show in Rockford and we got a really nice card from the audience. Like yes. legitimately got a card from people. Like I, I'm really happy with what Taking Back Emo was able to do in a way and I had friends tell me this, which only verifies it for me, but uh, I do feel like we were able to go out on a really high note, uh, kind of at the top of our game. And I feel really, really good about that. Um, so yeah, I just want to say to everybody that was able to see us, uh, thank you. I really appreciate you for helping me live out a dream of mine. And uh, we got more cool shit coming and we'll, we'll, we'll do that now. we are gonna switch gears now all right so with that your four album all out of the way uh lizzie and i are gonna do a year-end wrap-up of our favorite albums so far of the year. i mean who knows there's probably going to be more that drops you know by time this is out and there you know after, you know somebody's going to be like surprise christmas eve album yeah. or some shit like they do every year or someone's going to be like actually 11:59 p.m. on new year's eve guess what that would be that'd be the biggest boss move that would be like everybody's watching the fucking ball drop and then they're like like the biggest artist Beyonce put out an album yeah. like <laughs> like uh fuck yeah, uh, that'd be a really bad idea, I think, from a business end. I, but feel, I feel like if you're a big move. enough artist, like, it would work. Like, if Beyonce did it, everyone would be like, stop. We can't, we have to, we need to stop the entire new year. Do we think that Beyonce is the only artist that could literally take our attention away from the ball drop on New Year's Eve maybe, to focus maybe on something Maybe Cardi else? B. Uh uh, but Maybe. I feel I feel like Beyonce is just like she's that T or Ariana Grande right now. I think Ariana. Could I think do it. she would do that. Yeah, I I was gonna say Drake, and I'm like I don't think Drake. No, could do he, it. he's nowhere would. as big anymore. Yeah, oh, I fucking love Drake though. <laughs> Sad yeah. boy. Right? Anyway, we're gonna get into some other stuff. So anyway, uh, our top albums of the year. So why don't you explain how you did it, and I'll explain how I couldn't do it that way. So <laughs> I, for the first part, because we are called Emo Social Club, my the way that I would deduce it logically was, well, okay, we'll do the top 10 emo albums that came out this year, because a lot of really good emo albums came out this year. And I tell Brian, and he's like, you mean Panic at the Discus? And I was like, <laughs> um, I mean, that can be one of 10 but we need you need nine more (laughs) and 
you know, to try to diversify and to give him a leg up, I said, okay, we'll do top 10 indie alternative rock. And he's like, I've listened to four albums. So I have (laughs) two lists now because I wanted to really accommodate to my old decrepit man who doesn't (laughs) listen to more than four fucking new albums every year. And here I am with two <laughs> lists when I could have come up with a punk list, too. But no, I came up with one for you. <laughs> Thank you for accommodating me. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, I, I mean, especially with the band, like a lot of what I did this year was I listened to a lot of songs for the band. So, like, we did the album plays this year. So I listened to... Uh, uh, from under the cork tree, louder now, and uh, uh, in love and death, like on repeat, right? Like constantly. I, mean, I didn't listen anyway. to Black Parade on repeat because I already do that. But like those mm-hmm. were albums, like specifically that I like were were listening to on repeat, like for the last few months. Um, there were a bunch of albums this year that came out that I was absolutely in love with, and I listened to them. But when it comes down to it, is like I don't think I listen to much new music. Uh, this is actually, I would say the, the main way that I listened to music this year or new music, I should say, was on YouTube by just putting on a song I liked and seeing kind of where it led me. And in doing that, like sitting at my friend's house and doing that and, and, uh, and just putting on music to sort of be in the background, you would find new music. And so a lot of the music that I added to my playlist this year, the music that I got into was more single based, like rather than full albums. Uh, even some of the albums that I have on this list, I'm like, I really dig the singles. I like some of the other songs, but it's not like a concrete album. It's just that it's one of the only albums I listened to this year. <laughs> so in the end, is like I had to just put my ten albums together. But if you had me say like these are my top ten singles of the year, I could do that. Also, most of it's not emo. <laughs> So, yeah, because, again, all I did this year was listen to emo albums on repeat. Again, not talking shit about that. I like that. Right. But it's like nostalgia emo, not new emo. And so when I want to decompress from that, I'm like, I got to listen to other stuff. So I'm usually not listening to emo in my not emo times. <laughs> my not emo times. Yeah. So uh, I think that we should use this opportunity with our very tiny platform that we're both trying to balance on with one foot uh, to shout out some bands because I know that yours are a lot of like lesser known or local or some of that. So you should do that and then I should just make a fool of myself and make the entire audience mad at me for my choices. So so we'll do do the top 10 emo first, then we'll do yours and then we'll do the honorable mentions and like top indie. Yeah. I went like way too into this. (laughs) Yes. I am excited about your passion and I am upset that I could not share it, (laughs) but I do think that we're going to have a pretty cool music discussion now. (laughs) Right now. All right. Okay. None of these are ranked in order because I was way too tired and way too busy to actually go and analyze the actual like ratings and how many albums were sold. Like they're touring information. (laughs) Yeah. realistically when you are writing album reviews you should be going in 
and researching these things. That's how a lot of, you know, like Pitchfork and Pace. I don't know about Pitchfork, but they were pretty right about that 1.5 star Greta Van Fleet rating. I should also mention, you are a music journalist, and I am an asshole. So, <laughs> like, you going deep into this, like, I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'd be like, yeah, it's good. It's good. I like this. I like, like this the, one. This but you're box. like, I know this shit. So, uh, yeah. I also apologize for not <laughs> for oh not God. doing better on that. I mean, I will say as well, some of these top albums on here, I don't listen to some of these bands. Like, I just never got into them. It just didn't vibe with me for whatever the reason. But when I looked back and I listened to them and I also compared and contrast other album reviews, at least from the emo scene and pop punk underground scene, they consistently popped up. And they still had a lot of large fan bases too. So I feel like I had to add it in just to say... Yes, I acknowledge that I don't really listen to this band for whatever the reason, but they are still producing really good content. That's the biggest thing I try to be is objective as mm. much as I don't seem to be in my everyday <laughs> life. Like maybe I'm just an asshole, but I really try to be objective when it comes to these lists and when it comes to just reporting on it as well. Um, that's just my take on things. <laughs> I know it's very spicy for some people. Uh, you can uh, read about it. I will be writing an article about... Um, traditional writing styles versus ap writing styles and music blogging journalism and writing and the differences between all three and i'm going to tell you i know a lot of people might be pissed off about um the difference between a journalist writer and blogger and (laughs) i had to mentally prepare myself to be ready for the backlash lean into the controversy do it uh makes things more interesting so again these are not in order right these are not in order you are not I just threw these all together from just like this fucks. These are just these are the top ten. Yes. Of your your top ten, not in any specific order. Exactly. Albums I Again, it would year. just take it just did not have the time for that. Good. Good. So me neither. Good. So one of them that really stood out to me that I never heard of this band originally, but I was hearing nothing but rave reviews about their first album that came out and they have like the strangest name. It is called Antarctic. Tigo Vespucci. I haven't even known even know how to fucking Antarctico pronounce it. Antarctico Vespucci. Yes. Yeah, I'd actually heard a lot about them this year too. With their album "Love in the Time of Email," and I had no idea what it was. Be and the thing was is that a lot of people from indie Twitter and the pop punk emo side of Twitter were raving about it, mm. and I was like, okay, if both sides think this fucks, it has to be really good. <laughs> and I listened to it. And I was honestly blown away. It was probably one of the best albums I've heard this year that melds together that like grungy, gr- like garage punk with emo pop punky sounds and like lyrics. It, it was just wild. It, it It's truly a life changing <laughs> album. I feel it can be a game changer. Also, I think they came through Chicago where they will be coming through, but I don't remember. I know they were playing a smaller show. But that was the first time I heard of them. And we're going to have a whole like Spotify with like their top songs we feel like yeah. you should listen to as well. Um, so that's one of them. The other one, we do have a lot of local bands that made it big this year, which is fucking rad. And a lot of female artists that made it big this year as well. This next one is Beach Bunny. And I had issues debating if I should put her in, put them in the pop punk or indie category because they grew they have their roots originally they were playing a lot of indie 
shows at like Lincoln Hall and Shuba's and everything like that, which is more traditionally indie rock and like pop rock type of venues. But then they started working with like Out of Context and doing some shows at like Downers Evolution. And then they were doing they did Riot Fest and then they played at Sub T. So I struggled a bit, but I really do feel like because her lyrics are very sad when you listen to them. Like, you know, if you listen to sports, it's about, you know, a jock and, you know, not getting with him and whatever and the issues that go with it and playing games. So I think that it really it it really resonates in emo. I don't care what anyone says. You know, if you're (laughs) if you're like, no, they're indie. I mean, they're indie underground, yes, but I will fight you to I say the that main, they are not emo or pop punk. I think they the main takeaway from this whole thing is I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I don't. I will fight <laughs> you. Like, end of story. I don't care what anyone I says. I don't care. Go check out Beach Bunny because they fuck. And they're actually playing a show next month with um my other topic, Retirement Party. I haven't been able to see them live. But go listen to Passion Fruit Tea. Hmm. And it's so good. It's like... If you listen to Front Bottoms, but it's female vocals. So that's something I don't feel like we've seen a lot in this scene Mm. is when you have that more folky type song. It's like kind of spoken word with a little bit of melodies in the back. You see it mainly with dudes. You don't see it with chicks. So Retirement Party really brought that out. And it's just like so good. And it's such a bop to listen to their entire album. Honestly, it's called Somewhat Literate. And it's on Spotify. Go check it out. They're playing a show with Beach Bunny next month. I think it's at Lincoln Hall or Sub T, one of them. But it's pretty close to selling out, if that tells you anything. And this was announced like two months in advance for local bands. So that's really fucking rad. And one of my other ones, um, I also picked Panic at the Discos, Pray for the Wicked, because, of course, it was like one of the largest you know, breakout albums basically of the year. You know, High Hopes Chop like got on the Billboard Top yep. 100 charts, which it's is like number, it's their highest charting single yeah. of all time. And you know, you always have to give props to like the veterans in the scene and say, yeah. you know, and it's not a bad album. It's really fucking good. Really good. You know, listen to you know, Hey Look My Made It. <laughs> you know, if just listen to the whole album. It's good. It's a bop. Just fucking do it. I feel like that's one album. I don't care what you. Our audience has listened to. Yeah, <laughs> for if, sure. Like, just like, everyone just go listen to Panic at the Disco. I don't care who you are, just fucking go. <laughs> it's it's good. It caters to everyone. You know, my mom, my dad really like it. We're good. Um, so the other ones that I also have on here were um Belmont's self-titled Belmont, and they are another local Chicago band, and they really blew up this year. I actually saw them about a year and a half, two years ago. In downtown Downers Grove, Illinois, at Evolution Music, mm-hmm. and when they were actually with Hot Mulligan, and I loved both of those bands, nice. and it was such a wide. That was probably like my really that's that was my first pop punk gig <laughs> that I have ever gone to, like a local pop punk gig, yeah. and I think that was it was like so amazing and wild. <laughs> I was so happy to experience it. If you're able to go listen to them, they've been gigging around and I doubt that they're going to stop after the new year mm-hmm. as well. A little bit more hardcore sounding, but definitely worth the listen if you like a little bit more aggression in your songs. Mm-hmm. And another one, uh, Tiny Moving Parts Swell. I first saw Tiny Moving Parts at Double Door, Rip at Double Door with Foxing. Mm-hmm. So that was like, what, two, three years ago. 
least. It was right before Double Double Door closed that weekend after, and I was like, oh, fuck. But their latest album, Swell, was actually really impressive. Um, It was another album that I have only listened to them very minimally, but because of their audience and their branding in the way that their sound is consistent but also really resonates still with their fan base i feel like it was really worth mentioning and the fact that they also had like a limited time beer that they sold at some of their shows with i thought that was really wild and they also had really cool vinyl i will say i'm a (laughs) sucker for it Mm -hmm. but swell was it also a really good album of the year i did enjoy listening to it Another one that I'm not... This is a really spicy take for local Chicagoans especially and every other pop punk kid out there. I didn't get into brocore pop punk, (laughs) which I identify as Knuckle Puck and Real Friends, Mm -hmm. which are two huge staples here in Chicago. But I did put Real Friends Friends Composure in here Mm -hmm. because they came back and they came out fucking swinging with it. I don't like real friends. I'm sorry. I tried. I tried so hard to get into it. (laughs) I really did. At my college station, we had mess as one of our, in our currents for the month. And I was like, this fucks. And I listened to more and I'm like, I just, I can't get into it. I'm so sorry, everyone. You can, you know, you can revoke my pop punk card or whatever (laughs) the fuck, but it's on this list. It's on this fucking list. So. They came out and, you know, Lee Singer Dan, they took time off because he was dealing with his bipolar issues. And the fact that they came back with such a like a really solid album where it talks a lot about like mental health and also just about what was going on in their personal lives because it was such a long road to get there. It's really commendable and it still relates to their huge fan base, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. So that's on there as well. And a few other ones, we have Camp Cope, How to Socialize and Make Friends, which is something I feel like we all need, (laughs) you know? And I always saw Camp Cope pop up in a lot of different year in review lists, and they always just barely made it into, like, the top 10 or top 100, Mm. and they were, like, right at the edge, or they were just honorable mentions. But it does have that... Another like kind of grungy garage punk aesthetic to it. And it's emotional. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just kind of like a throwback. Like you're like, oh, I just want to be like dance around and be young yeah. and like let my feelings out. And I feel like a lot of people don't want to go back to that, revert to that. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It's like therapeutic and it's probably cheaper than therapy. It actually is cheaper than therapy. Therapy is expensive. Yeah. But if you, you should go, you should go if you need to. <laughs> if you have a student discount, it's like five bucks. All right. <laughs> I'm not a student, nor do I use Spotify. Yeah, he. This is this is the other issue. We tried to do a year in review, and Brian doesn't use Spotify. Yeah, it doesn't. So tell. it was just mine. Like we talked about and it was the, really sad and lonely. On the last episode, it was like, yeah. I just, just really doesn't. need to remind you about that. Yeah. So I, another one is Remo Drive and their album Pop Music. It came out right at the beginning of the year. So it's definitely hard to remember if it was like in December it came out or in January. It was that weird in between. You're like, I don't yeah. know what the fuck is going on. I've never seen these guys live. Every time they've come through, I've ever worked or have just been on vacation and not here. And it's really tragic because they, again, they have 
the pop punk and emo audience and the indie audience. And I feel when bands are able to blend both of those scenes together into one, you have a really solid product that you are giving out. And if you listen to like Pabst Blue, like um, Blue Ribbon, not Pabst Blue Ribbon, but it's called (laughs) Blue Ribbon um, and like Art School Dropout, Mm -hmm. they are just... They're longer songs with a lot of guitar riffs and a little bit more instrumental, but the lyrics are really raw in their vocals. So you hear a lot of the raspiness. You hear the emotion that's behind it, but you have those longer kind of like delays in the vocals. Basically, you have drawn out guitars and drums, but it plays into the music. Yeah. So it melds really well together. I was really say really recommend check out Remo Drive. Apparently, their shows are fucking wild. They're playing House Cafe in DeKalb, oh, Illinois. I love House Cafe. And I think it's, it's in I think it's in there. January or February. And I'm definitely gonna try to fucking go <laughs> this time. Shows there are so wild. Like, yeah, you can get some really you can get really close to the bands and, and it's just a really like more intimate space. So yeah, it's really good to go see shows there. Especially with like bands you really like that if you wanna like meet them and yeah. hang out with them and like have a really raucous time <laughs> and plus it's it's in DeKalb, illinois which is kind of like corn and yeah. fields and farm so yeah. you can get away from the city if you really don't like that like an hour drive yeah too. it's, it's not, not that, that bad. bad it's not bad you can see some cows on your way yeah the rarity here and that's what you want city. yeah if if that's really, what you're, you're about, like you look at that cows. cow yeah so in my last album I'm so biased for this. I will say that um, is Hot Mulligans Pilot, their debut album. They've only had um, EPs up until this point, but they they fucked me up with this. Um, Hot Mulligan is a is I think I'm pretty sure they are Michigan based, and they've been really hyping themselves up for the last couple of years. If you ever heard their, I guess like their number one song on Spotify at least is Dari, and it's like a two minute song, mm-hmm. and the vocals relate to like early Taking Back Sunday, where you have the really raw vocals, and you have both, you have like two singers basically, you have them switching off. They're also talking about like, you know, growing up in suburbia, dealing with love and loss, mm-hmm. and kind of like growing up. And like the hardships that are going on into it. And they have like the old school really wild titles too to some of their songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, let me pull one up because I can't remember it from memory. <laughs> but it's if you seem like, oh, I replied to Tyler with three blue cars, and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Wow. And then you're like, I need to listen to it because I don't understand what that means entirely. <laughs> But they are really great band. They're um, they're amazing to see live. Their pits are fucking wild. <laughs> they were just here with Can't Swim and Microwave, at and see in Seaway at Bottom Lounge. I wasn't able to go, which was really depressing. But they also have one called like I fell in love with Princess Peach. <laughs> you you immediately turn you immediate. Well, first of all, she keeps getting kidnapped. It's fine. We don't need to go. Yeah, into we don't need to go into the whole thing because then we're going to get into Bowser and we're not going to deal with that today. <laughs> we're not dealing with that today. <laughs> but Hot Mulligan's Pilot, if I did want to rank them, I'd put Hot Mulligan's P- Pilot as my number one. 
Mainly because I love Hot Mulligan with a fierce, fierce passion. But also because it is a really good quality album. They've been on the rise for the last few years. And they have a really good fan following. And they just with this album, I know No Sleep Records has released like two special variants of vinyl for them. And they've like immediately sold out. Just in the way that they have grown as a band is mm-hmm. phenomenal. And I feel like with a lot of these smaller bands that like we mentioned during these top 10 emo ones, at least they are growing super, super fast. Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome. It's because there's such like a really strong, at least local scene here in Chicago. And because overall in like the music community that I feel like everyone's branching out a little bit more. And whether you like it or not, you fucking listen to emo music. (laughs) This is sad. Yeah. I don't care. So those are my top 10 emo picks. We'll make a playlist and put the top 10, the you know, the top couple songs yeah. from each in there that you should check out. And, you know, if you want to go see them at a show, fucking do it. <laughs> do it. They're so they're all so good. <laughs> OK, now, Brian, what are your four songs? OK, so mine are all pretty big artists, at least by the standards of like you know, some of the artists that you mentioned is right. like, none of these are local. Well, none of these are local anymore. None of these are uh, bands that you are going to yeah go see in like a wild pit. It's going to be like bigger shows and that. But that's just my life. That's the music I listen to. I listen to uh, a lot of genres. So it's going to span the gamut here. Um, and yeah, I'll just be real with every album that I'm talking about. So uh, my first album is Joji with his album Ballads 1, all in capital letters, capital numbers. Uh, So Joji is a, is kind of like R&B, hip-hop, electronic music, Uh, but it's really sad and minimalistic, really like, like it sounds like it was recorded on GarageBand. Oh my God. But it's just so moody and it's so catchy and... I'm not going to say that he's like the best singer, but it's just like putting together this like atmosphere around it. Uh, I think 20, uh, like my overall thing about 2018 is that 2018 was like the year of the mood. Like mood, it's about like, yeah, it's about like developing like the atmosphere and the mood, which I don't know if everybody developed their own, but at the very least, like we kind of saw the rise of like emo hip hop and, and, and more sad music overall. And it was about kind of cultivating that mood in music this year. So uh, Joji, I think he's been around for a couple of years now. I, I don't know much about him. Uh, I actually found out about him from YouTube because uh, he did the YouTube show called uh, First uh, First We Feast Hot Ones, uh, where they eat spicy hot wings and then get interviewed. Okay. Uh, I saw him on that and then started to get into some of his music and just really got into it when i when i listened to this album i was like wow this is just like super catchy really weird really different um and i think it's his first album actually he's put out some eps he put out some singles but i think this is his first album um and i really dig it ballads one is the name of it because it is definitely an album of soft ballads okay (laughs) but it's real yeah real emo real moody um yeah i really liked it um, my second album is one that 
I didn't find on the Wikipedia list of albums that were released in 2018. Oh, I'm so proud of you. But I had to remember that this was released. Uh, Alkaline Trios is this thing cursed, yep. which I will definitely say is probably one of Alkaline Trios' best records. I will agree to that, and I know that some people were not super impressed by it, but I listen to it almost every day walking down to together. work. It is like it's a good return to form for older Alkaline Trio music, like. It's not Good Morning or Crimson. It's more like it's it's more like what in what they were doing before they did that. So more, I, I guess I would say Good Morning. Actually, I would say it's more in line with Good Morning. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, the album starts out with a Dan song. Yeah, which if you know Alkaline Trio, almost no album starts with a Dan song. Uh, and this one doing that is just sort of like we want to do something different. We're changing up the formula a little bit, but we're still writing really good songs. And I think that this is a really good collection of new Alkaline Trio that sounds like what you want from Alkaline Trio without it just being formulaic. I think that like an album like This Addiction, I described as it's an album of Alkaline Trio's greatest hits that are all new songs. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think that... You need to change the formula a little bit or why are you putting out new music? Right. And so this album, I think, is like a really good expression for where Alkaline Trio are at now with a, you know, return to what they were doing before. I think it's better than anything that uh, Skiba has done with Blink-182. I think it's just so Let's much better. Let's all agree to that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was so excited about this album. I heard the singles and then the day the album was released, I was just like, you know on repeat it was, it's it. just so good yeah i will say notable track sweet vampires my personal favorite yeah i think the first song is this thing curse is yes. really good demon and division which i'm pretty sure is about damon, damon and, division, and division which is obviously where i used to hang out at the rainbow club and i went there one time last year <laughs> it was a very cool bar it is it's a really neat bar but every time i go there it'd be so crowded that I ended up not going back because it was just so packed. I remember the I one there. night I did go there. We had to like wait like 10 minutes before we were like eyeballed someone like scooting out of their booth. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's ours. That's ours. Let's go. Um, now this is going to be the first of my I don't fucking care what you think because I loved this album. Oh, my God. Uh, you can feel whatever you want to feel. But I'm right about my own opinions because that's how opinions work. Okay. I'm right about my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Yikes. America. Don't worry about it. This album fucks. This album is like... I understand that it's not 30 Seconds to Mars on uh, A Beautiful Lie. Because they said... Obviously, they have not been like that for for years. But now everybody describes 30 Seconds to Mars as like... Instead of minimalism, they're maximalism. (laughs) Like, let's do fucking everything. As opposed to like stripping it down. Let's build everything I will say, when I saw them a few years ago... At a night we sold Christmas show, they were so extra that after every fucking song, yep. they had some type of explosion. And then yep. you get so kind of so sick of it because you're like, okay, is this it? I don't know what's going on anymore. You've blown up five <laughs> different like confetti things and yep. fire. I don't understand what's going on. Please stop. Yep. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I saw them over the summer. Uh, Northerly Island does a lot of shows over the summer, and they usually get bands for. You can get a pretty good price for like kind of farther back tickets, but like 
you can go and see a show and enjoy it and you don't have to pay that much money to go see like bigger artists. Post Malone was there over the summer and, and 36 Mars was there over the summer. And I just hit it my friend. I'm like, yo, I'm really into the new singles that 36 to Mars put out. Uh, Dangerous Night, Rescue Me. I fucking love those songs. And uh, I was like, yeah, let's just go. And so we bought like the cheapest tickets that were like on the, you know, pavement there. Oh, the lawn? It, the lawn. The lawn, yeah. Um, air quotes lawn. Air quotes lawn because it's on black, yeah. you know, uh, blacktop. But um, we were there and the pit was nearly empty. And so what they do if shows don't have a lot of people in the pit is they'll just go around and give out pit wristbands to people that are sitting in the farther back seats. So we're just there. Somebody's handing them out. We get a couple pit wristbands and we're in the pit for 30 seconds to Mars. And it was fucking mind blowing. They had this giant light wall that kept moving around and making different like light shows. And yes, Jared Leto is fucking extra. Jared Leto is out there in like multiple weird costumes and like it's cool. Like a lot of bands over the last few years have said, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. Like I want to look more real. I want to look more like a dude. And at least Jerry Leto is out here still being like, I'm a fucking rock star. I'm going to be a fucking rock star. That's who I am. And in this case, I'm super okay with it. Okay. <laughs> I, I really like this album. I really liked how poppy it was, how catchy it was. Like these are songs that I'm like, fuck, that's such a good song. I wish I written it. Uh, yeah. I stand by it. Uh, next album. Let's get back into something that maybe people won't find controversial, but might. Uh, 21 Pilots Trench. A little bit spicy, uh, I feel. I feel like for the older generation, because there's a lot of people who really hate 21 Pilots. Yeah, well, fuck you. Like, I mean, you're like, not wrong. They, it's a solid, take, it's a solid album. Everything they put out is solid. Has any? Will anything amount to Vessel? No. Vessel is a perfect culmination of what 21 Pilots is because it's basically just a, a hodgepodge of genres thrown together and melded with one another. And Trench was less of that. Trench is more of a, like, this is the genre we are now. It's sort of like more indie, I would say, more alternative, more radio friendly. But My Blood is a fucking banger. Jumpsuit is a fucking banger. Oh, yeah, it is. Levitate is a fucking banger. Like, you cannot tell me that these songs are not fucking bangers. Here's the thing. If you were to go through and say, I'm going to put 21 Pilots on my year of review list for any other music magazine, if you just looked at how many bangers that they had airplay on, mm -hmm. that would already elevate them to yep. a higher status comparably to any other band. Yeah. I Whether or not you fucking like it or not. Yeah. They had that many arable songs and they sold out how many venues? They sold out they sold at United Center. I saw some chick get her head fucking shaved to prove she was like a part of their like army oh. or trench or oh. I don't Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. don't don't shave do your head like <laughs> at a show just impulsively wow. to prove that you're a fan. Unless like you just want to shave your head and you just want to be extra yeah. about it, go do that. But like, don't don't do it to prove do it status. At home, like, come to the show. Yeah, <laughs> because especially if you're like, my mom dropped me off because that was the situation. This this chick's mom dropped her off, and <laughs> like, don't don't do that to your parents. Don't give your parents like a heart attack. <laughs> I know you might not like them or whatever, but don't do that to them. <laughs> this is not the way to be. Uh, yeah, I fucking love that album. I still jam jumpsuit. Uh in my car when i'm just like i need a fucking banger 
the bridge in that song is the best bridge I've heard all year. I'll say that the bridge of jumpsuit is just like so good. Uh, I love that. I think that Tyler and Josh are like incredibly talented dudes who just rock the fuck out of their instruments. And now that uh, Tyler's playing bass in the band is just like, that's what we needed. It's just like those like tasty bass, bass riffs and tasty bass, tasty bass. I was going to say tasty bass licks. And I was like, I couldn't get it out. Right. (laughs) Tasty bass licks. And yeah, I just, I, I fucking love that album. And I, I, I had some people that have been like 21 pilot fans for, you know, a few years now that hated this album. And I'm like, I fucking loved it. I, I got real into it and yeah, I stand by it. I don't fucking care. Uh, Panic of the Disco, Pray for the Wicked, obviously, like, yeah, hands down, banger album, constant singles, uh, just, yeah, Half amazing. Of that album. album are singles or could yeah. be singles, basically. Let me just say, because I, I was, when I was putting together my thoughts for this, is that most of these songs sound like they belong in an NBA 2K game, uh, <laughs> that like they were written for like sports. And then you're like, oh, yeah, because they were, uh, the song for hockey, they were the song for, uh, the NBA, they were a song for everything. So it's like yeah. it's like when Centuries came out and it was for NHL. Yeah, it's you, like you're writing. You songs heard it for, and you're like Blackhawks. Yeah. At least here was Blackhawks. Yeah, you're writing songs for that, and that's fine. Uh, uh, all the power to you, Brendan Urie. Fucking crushed it in 2018. Oh, yeah. Like by far, like amazing vocal performance, amazing live performance. He's just been fucking everywhere, and yeah, I, I'm. I'm very happy that Panic at the Disco is still fucking kicking it and making Even great music. Even though people are like, it's just Brendan Eary. You shut the Get fuck up and here. accept Who it. Who cares? Who cares? You love it. Do you shut like good up. music? It's good music. Uh, my next album is one of my favorite artists, uh, Frank Turner. Yes. Be More Kind. Uh, I had kind of forgot this album came out because it came yeah, out Yeah, I was about to say, year. that came out, I it thought came it out came out in December. It's, it's one of those. Like, yeah, it like, came out super early in the year. Um, I... I try to see Frank Turner every time he's in town because he puts on such a phenomenal show. Every song is so well written. Um, this song has 1933, Little Changes, Be More Kind, Make America Great Again, which is such a fucking anthem uh, about, like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I feel Trump like you and... you should know what it is at this point. Yeah, he did a video of him in... Um, he did a video of him at, I think it was... It was in... Austin and he was like basically was like asking people on the street like say what makes America great and just asking anybody like write down whatever you think makes America great and talking about what his actual like opinion is as an English person on what's going on with America he also wrote uh, a protest song of like the next four years I think was the name of it about like spending the next four years at a punk show and like how you get out all of these emotions and feelings. And then this was the album that came after that. And so it is very much a, a protest album and uh, saying about how the world like feels very overwhelming. And there's things that you can do in your own world, in your own community, in your own life where you don't have to think of like how much of the world is on fire and how it's just a big dumpster fire. Like you can think about how, yeah, you can just think about how like your immediate community is affected and how you can be there to support them. So like this album is like just too fucking good. 
too good. He's an amazing performer. He writes just good song after good song. So yeah, fucking love that. Fucking love that album. <clears throat> All right. So I stand by this as one of my top 10 for the year. But if you were like, it's not that good, I'd be like, that's fine. You're probably okay. right. This one I'm not like staying. It's not going to be uh, your, like your yourself. number one. It'd be like, it's on the, yeah, it's on the, the lower end. Uh, a Perfect Circles, Eat the Elephant. Oof, you're getting dad rock up in here. I have been a fan of A Perfect Circle since I was in high school. Uh, I've always, I, I've always been into like metal and and hard rock and Q and one shit. I, I like Tool, so like, yikes! I was always in A Perfect Circle. They put out new music finally this year. I went to see them for the first time, and uh, while I can understand some criticism and that like. It's a bygone era, and a perfect circle now is a lot like a perfect circle was then, but it's a different time now. It's a different culture. It's a different environment. Uh, perfect circle is the kind of band where it's like if you're taking video on your phone, they will kick you out of their show. Oh my god! Like they won't take your phone or anything. But like they'll some, just to be like, get the fuck out. Yeah, they'll just be like, you gotta go. You can't film. There's no video allowed at their shows. Which like, there's some songs on this album. There's a song on this album that it's about like you need to spend less time on your phone you need to spend more time like in the real world and i'm like i can do whatever i want <laughs> like, don't tell I don't, me what to do i don't have circle. to do it the way you want us to do it and so i disagree with like some of that message but i'm also like into the lyrics of it i'm into the way that he describes it um as like there's one lyric on there that's like you were never an island and sort of like again it's like about that like you're not a like just yourself staring at your phone being a part of just that you're part of a bigger environment around you. And I mean, he's a dude who lives in like a, on a winery in Arizona. So it's wow, like, me too. He's out in nature. So I'm like, I get it, but hasn't uh, having his own winery. Yeah. I mean, his life is different than ours, but um, there are some real sad fucking songs on this record too. There's one song called so long and thanks for all the fish. It's apparently a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide, which I've not read, never seen. I saw movie. the movie and that got that got me in the feels. Yeah, so um, it's a song about how, like, he felt after all of these celebrities died, which okay. all happened in like 2017, and like losing like uh, he he refers to them as their like characters, so like uh, Princess Leia, Willy Wonka, yeah, okay, like in losing these people like that we grew up with and we've seen and they've been heroes in our lives and that all the heroes are gone now and that shit is just like hitting the fan and this is it this is the end and it's like really sort of like this dark take on like 2018 is not going to be a good year 2018 and the the future is not going to look good it's going to look bleak i mean which again i also kind of am like that's very fatalist and i'm like i kind of disagree there will be new heroes they may just not be the heroes that you want there will be new heroes. There will uh, be heroes on their cell phones at concerts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a song called Eat the Elephant, the title track, which I didn't get at first. And then I got it as like, uh, he, he, the lyrics are like, uh, just take a bite. And I realized that like, right, the metaphor is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And it's sort of like, this it's weirdly motivational even though it's a very like down tempo and like softer song but it's like you're never gonna do something that you want to do unless you just fucking start and 
the only way to get over an insurmountable task is just to pick away at it. Just start a little bit at a time. And I was like, okay, so there's some things on this album that like are resonating with me lyrically, musically, just again, it's a mood album. It's very down tempo compared to like old, a perfect circle, no metal, like real hard rock sounds to it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I digged a lot of it. There are some songs in there that I'm like, yeah, fuck that song. But um, there's some good songs on it. And, and I would I would recommend a listen if you have ever been into hard rock or, or just want to listen to a mood, mood album. It's not for everybody. I can understand that. All right. I will, again, be very easily convinced if you don't like this album. I dug it, and I had to fill out 10 albums on this. But I really liked Post Malone. Yikes. Fear bongs and Bentleys. I really liked it. Uh, I like every other suburban 18-year-old white boy yeah, right now. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Uh, wow. There are some good songs on it. I'm not standing by all of them, but a song called Rich and Sad, I'm really into. <laughs> God, uh, me too. I like the singles. I'm really sick of Better Now, though, because uh, I hear it all the time, and I'm just sick of it. But yeah, I liked it. I don't think there's much to say, because people are either going to like that or not like it. But let's say you're into mumble rap. Yeah. Gross. Joji's mumble rap. <laughs> My first Gross. I mean it's not really mumble rap, but it's like mumble song hip hop. It is what it is. Ugh. Uh a, an album that I will probably be listening to more going forward uh is Youngblood by 5 Seconds of Summer because okay. 5 Seconds of Summer fucking slaps. Cuz you're an 18-year-old girl. No, because they fucking slap, Lizzie. Five, seconds, five of summer, seconds of summer fucking slaps. In our uh, studios over the summer. And I was really happy I was not there to experience all they, of the fangirls that were there. Like, He's about to beat me up after this. They, not no, I don't care. Him. I'm not going to go and hang out with a bunch of... yeah. You didn't want to hang out I'm with not a bunch of 16-year-old girls? Like, being like, oh my God, Panic at the Disco was bad enough. But like, I'm not going to like what is essentially made for that audience. The songs fucking slap. Youngblood is a good fucking song. Valentine is a good fucking song. There are just some bangers on that record. So I stand by that, that there are bangers. Uh, I need to listen to this album more because I only just started listening to it towards the end of the year, even though it came out earlier in the year. But um, yeah, I really like it and I don't fucking care. That's a not, I don't fucking care. I really like that record. I would say that my favorite band of the year, though, my favorite album of the year. This would be my number one, even though I didn't rank any other ones. Uh, Pale Waves, My Mind Makes Noises, is by far the album I listened to the most this year. I listened to every single they put out. Uh, and then they finally put out their record, and I've just been nonstop with it for the rest of the year. Um, I I don't know what it is about it. I just am super into this record. I'm super into this band. Uh, for you don't know, they're like, I basically saw a video called television romance where the singer looks like a female Gerard way. And I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, I like I'm now into this band. The song is so good. And then they've released just videos and singles since, uh, end of 2017 into this year and just like kept putting out, putting out stuff and finally put out their record produced by the 1975, which I think. We'll probably talk about oh, yeah. for a second. Um, yeah. Female fronted, female drummer, English, goth, sad, emo, 2018 band. 
like I cannot say enough good things about their record. Just go listen I to it. I feel like they're one of the few modern goth bands. Yeah, they are. Because and they're like, really at the level that they're any... at too. And like, I mean, everybody like this was also the year of like joking about like goth GFs. Like, True. and then there's like a band that's basically like for a goth GF, and yeah, I. <laughs> I just, I don't know. The music is so good. It's very like 80s laced. Like it, or as it was described, it's like 80s if 80s music was written right now. Okay. So like Stranger Things did really well. So people just wanted like Stranger Things sort of 80s retro esque, but like with a more modern take on it. Um, so that's why there was so much 80s style music, 80s and 90s style music in this year. Um, so I would say it's very 80s tinged, but it's very modern original synthy moody dark brooding poppy if you like the cure you'll probably like it. yeah yeah definitely it's very the cure um oh there might be another band now i can't think of it but i i would yeah i, I can't say enough good things about pale waves i've seen them a couple times i think they're both this year um yeah just fucking love pale waves anyway that's my 10 i stand by it and i don't stand by the ones i said i don't stand by I don't listen to a lot of new modern music, but I don't care. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> I just yelled at him, so I told him he had to come up with something. It's fair. <laughs> so now we have top 10 indie, rock, and alternative. Yes, they're separate genres. So I actually, for this, because I wanted to try to accommodate Brian, and it didn't <laughs> just happen. So I ended up asking some of my coworkers because we work at a predominantly rock indie radio station. So they listen to a lot of the music I don't really listen to actively. I know of it. I've read reviews on it. And I've maybe listened to a single here or there. But I don't actively listen to it. So shout out to my coworkers at work. Drew, <laughs> Eli, Alex. <laughs> Luke, Nikwisha there for emotional support, Marty, literally my entire team uh, for giving me good suggestions because a lot of these ended up on here because I don't listen to this music really intensely, but I will say I, I dove into these enough so I can justify what they gave me. They gave me a good amount and I went through it, so... And, I mean, they're not far off from a lot of other picks from, like, Pitchfork and Pace and Paper as well. So one of this, none of these are in order, obviously, at all, because there's, there's zero way there could be if I don't really know these super well. One of them is Kurt Vile, Bottle It In. I've heard my coworker, Andrew, play this all the time in the office. He really loves Kurt Vile. And it's not bad. I mean, Kurt Vile did a album with Courtney Barnett so if you like Courtney Barnett there's a good chance you're going to like Kurt Vile and with somewhat in the same vein so it is that kind of bulky a little bit grungy rock um, but it is more laid back comparatively so if you're somebody who's like I need to be really upbeat because I, I only really listen to really upbeat jumpy around music um, it might be a little bit harder for you to get used to. Or what I use it for is my wake up in the morning music when I'm <laughs> on the train coming in. Yeah. Which is fine. The other one I would have to say is Death Cat for Cutie. Mm. Obviously. I mean, com you know, arguably 
it's an emo staple. Ben yeah. Gibbons doesn't want it to be, but I yeah. I mean, always, it is. I don't care what the fuck he says. Like, I don't care what anyone says. I had so many arguments with people when they would be like, "Oh, Death Cab is an emo. I hate emo. I listen to Death Cab, but Death Cab's not emo." And it's like, "I will follow you into the dark." Is a song about dying with somebody else. Yeah. Like I don't know how much more how much more emo can you get? It's literally like emo. Like, it's just listen emo. to that song. If you don't fucking cry to it, yeah. I don't. I don't know. If you fucking cry to emo. it, you're fucking emo. That's just, that's all I can tell you. Yeah. There's no argument about it. But their <laughs> album, Thank You for Today, was really solid. Um, my radio station plays a shit ton of Death Cat for Cutie. Mm. And the fact that they're still going this strong after being a band for this long and still having such a good fan reaction to it is fucking astounding. Especially the fact that they can open with a fucking eight-minute song <laughs> during some of their sets yeah. and still be one of the most popular bands. <laughs> I, I really I really like Death Cab for Cutie. I'm a little bit biased on that. <laughs> Another one that I really, really liked. I really I've seen this band three times this year. And it's called Parquet Courts Wide Awake. And it's grunge, grunge rock, grunge like garage rock punk mixed with indie with like fucking mandolins going on. And theremins on stage. All right. So you'll see a bunch of indie kids and then you see them like getting really aggressive in this pit and you're so confused what's going on. But it's such a good dancey vibe. But it also has the really raw vocals mm -hmm. that you're like, what are they saying? But it's I like that. So it's good. And I mean, listen to just the title track Wide Awake. It's. They when they play the song on stage, it's this whole like everyone's dancing. They bring out some dude to like play the special drum and they have whistles going on with it too. <laughs> it's a really fun it's a fun jam. <laughs> I really liked Parquet Courts this year. Every time I saw them, I saw them at Shaky Knees in Georgia. Amazing. I saw them at Lollapalooza at their after show at Thalia Hall. Mm. Fucking rad. Then I saw them at their Lollapalooza set. Even more red. Too hot, though. Had to leave halfway through <laughs> or I was probably going to get heat stroke. But that's beside the point. Go check out Poor Cape Courts because on literally every single album and review list, they pop up somewhere in there and they are a band fucking worth listen listening <laughs> to. I am going to be so goddamn passionate about this. <laughs> no one told me from work to be this passionate about it but myself. No one told me to be No one told me. Shut up. <laughs> Oh, the other one I was also recommended to was Hockey Dads, uh, Blend In, I-N-N. -N. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these indie kids. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, it's, again, it's a, it's a really solid indie band. It, it is sort of similar to Kurt Vile, but it's a little bit heavier here and there. They did pretty well when they come to Chicago. As far as I know, most of their shows have sold out or mm. almost sold out as well. I listened to this and I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's something obviously I might listen to um, when I'm waking up in the morning. But if you're really into indie and you're trying to get more into like underground indie, that I would really highly suggest Hockey Dad because they are popular enough that you could listen to like probably like their main like hits off of Spotify, air quotes hits, <laughs> and not feel too out of place. Mm -hmm. Another one, this is... um. 
snail mail has been doing super well this fucking year. <laughs> she's really good. So her new newest album, Lush, came out. And let's say she's only fucking 18 doing this. Ugh. She's wild. <laughs> um, But she's done so well this year. Snail mail is so notable. And I really think that everyone should be checking her out. It it is uh, slower, a little bit more kind of like singer songwriter s, a little bit of you know guitar, but check out Snail Mail, please. <laughs> she's she's like sold out shows already, and she's really only been a band for about a year and a half, I want to say. So it's pretty similar to our you know top emo bands. All of them are coming on up, but it's because we have a really strong underground scene that these people are like getting prominent notice, and it's really fucking rad. And we can roll back on into it, too, with, like, the singer-songwriter, really moody music. And I also, I arguably really struggled with putting Boy Genius into an emo category. Because mm-hmm. if you listen to any of those fucking songs, your heart gets ripped <laughs> out. Literally. But I put him in the indie category for obvious reasons. Because you have Phoebe Bridges, you have Julian Baker, and you have Lucy um, Dacus in there. And they're all indies, singers, songwriter, you know, female singers in bands, kicking ass, doing fucking rad. And if you like all of them and you want to be emotionally destroyed, listen to Boy Genius. <laughs> like, just go. Go run and listen to them. They're so good. Go run and listen. <laughs> go run and listen. I mean, obviously, it's it's slower. But it's it's really worth the listen. Mm. If you haven't listened to it already, you're really doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> To go off of that, too, we have Lucy um, Dacus's, um Historian, another one of those. It came out so early in the year. I mm-hmm. don't remember if it was 2017, 2018. <laughs> it is 2018. Trust me. I double-checked these things. Mm. And to quote someone that I worked in my office with today, actually, they listened to one of the songs, and they were like, I never had problems with my exes, but this song made me feel like I had problems with my exes <laughs> suddenly. So... <laughs> <laughs> you really want to question your entire <laughs> life? Listen to Historian. It's really solid. Singer songwriter. Just go and listen to it and question your life. <laughs> I know you probably don't want to, but listen. Jeez. We're young enough. It'll be good. It'll be fine. You're doing so well already. The other one is a uh, taker. It's a hit or miss for some people. 1975's A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Still haven't listened to it yet. My biggest thing was I was not a 1975 fan mm. when I last saw them. Thank God it was a free show. I can't. I couldn't believe at the time that people paid like 85 plus dollars for it because Matt Healy was drunk on stage, mm. lip syncing most of his songs, wow. and almost got kicked off the stage because he was smoking. Wow. And the stage presence just really wasn't there. And I just wasn't with it. But I listened to this new album. And holy shit. The biggest thing that comes out of it. Is that every song has a conceptual meaning to it. About something that's going on in society nowadays. And some people have even said it's a punk album. Because it's invoking you to think about certain things. Mm -hmm. They have this one song, I think it's called Online Robot or something like that, but it's all spoken. And so it's just like, this man was in love with a computer and he lived on his own. It's just like a whole spoken. It's not even a fucking song. So that one a lot of people don't like. But if you listen to the entire narrative, Mm -hmm. 
it's like are we married to our technology so much that are we deriving ourselves from society Mm. so there's a lot of things like that on the album with these songs that make you have to think about what's going on in the world and you look at both perspectives which i really really like because i'll be like here are both sides both may have positives both have negatives but you're only usually involved in one side right here's the other side what do you think and i and a lot of people don't like it and with punk not a lot of people are gonna like it they're gonna <laughs> disagree they're gonna have an issue with it Very true. i think that's such a bold bold ass statement to make and i would honestly argue that it might be in its right to say that it is a punk album yeah not fully punk obviously but punk not as a genre punk is an attitude punk is a yes. musical uh influence sort of thing yes like rebellion and doing something going against out, the norm yeah against the grain like ruffling some feathers Ruff. yeah Ruff. Ruff. <laughs> um and then my last one is awol nations here comes the runs all right i completely forgot this came out at all until it came up in my year in review <laughs> and i had the opening title track here comes the run song and i was like "Ooh, i gotta go re-listen the full album so i did that i was like "Ooh, this fucks this fucks so hard <laughs> it was one of those other did it it came out in like january february so it came out like right there where you completely forget what year it was and it has this western theme and i was really skeptical about it <laughs> it, it is not like megalithic symphony at all yeah but it ebbs and flows and every song weaves into each other and also has a little bit of every single genre in each song as you go down the line. And it also kind of tells a story in a sense of like getting older. Like you deal with, you know, passion is about going out and like hooking up. They have like this song called, um, that's it's about dogs, but it's literally a little like one and a half minute diddly of like, <laughs> all my friends have children. I have a couple of dogs. And I'm like, wow, relatable. Not really to me, because uh, yikes, but maybe to Brian more. <laughs> no, not at all. That's no. good. That's really good. No. I'm proud of them. But it's a really good, it's a good solid album. I wouldn't, you know, say it's probably like my number one, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's really fun to listen to, to get you kind of motivated and like up to ready to go and like yeah. get on with your day and jump around. So I feel like for that, that would be one of my ending top 10 for indie rock alternative thanks to my promotions crew at work for saving me thank you (laughs) i appreciate you and i love you all so much and then we have honorable mentions you have honorable mentions so i i mean i listened to just a bunch of singles this year so i didn't listen to full albums so i didn't want to say this was my top album but i do want to shout out some artists that i got super into this year uh that now i just listen to a lot on repeat uh billy eilish who i mean she's being played on alternative radio yeah. right now and it's like not it's alternative but it's pop and i fucking love it i think because she's so dark yeah and like you know dark. visual but yeah uh she's so good um the song sicko mode by travis scott and drake fucking love that song <laughs> wow are you my 18 year old sister no i'm a suburban white kid uh so, so you're I my 18 Drake. year old suburban white kid sister all right fine <laughs> <laughs> fair uh 
Troy Sivan. Troy Sivan's music is really good. That's very like 80s, 90s influence yeah. too. Um, he's a really good performer, really good singer. Um, I think that's it. Most of the the other ones I you know I listen to. Oh, Khalid. Khalid was another artist I listened to a lot this year. Uh, yeah, Khalid's got such a good voice. Yeah, so I I mean those are my shout outs just artist wise. I don't really uh I, I didn't really listen to much albums by people, but I I did listen to uh a lot of their singles, watched a lot of their videos on YouTube, and just kind of had that rolling around. Nice. Wish YouTube did like a year in review because then it would be a no, lot more interesting for me. No, there's nothing like Spotify. You just yeah. please use your Spotify. It'd be a lot more interesting to me. Wow. They gave me a year in review. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. I feel like they make you pay for that. Uh, Knowing you too. Don't yeah. like that. Uh, so we're yours. We're your. Uh, I have a few honorable mentions. Um, this one was actually recommended to me by one of my work friends, Eli Amen Dunes, Freedom. And I think it's his first album. And it's a mix of pop, a mix of indie, and a mix a little bit of like a dash of rock and a little bit of like, I guess maybe R&B with some of the beats and like mm-hmm. the like the smoothness of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of ebbs and flows too because they have one track that is very like beach rock. Yeah. And then they also have... They, they put a lot of genres on their one album. So if you're like me and you know what you like and you don't really divert too much from it, but if there's a selected amount of things that I like enough from it, I'll divert. It's one of those. So if you're someone who's really picky like me and you don't want to hear the same shit over and over again, me listening to pop punk and emo saying this, <laughs> whatever. Um, the Amen Dunes is a really good new artist to definitely check out. Uh, they're, album's called freedom i would definitely definitely give it a listen i was listening it to it on my way here actually another one i would say is old soul they're another local chicago band that came up with their first album called sun and it's really it really reminded me of early 2000s type of emo and like late 90s because it's a little bit slower but also has a lot of nostalgia thrown into it and it's a lot of it's also like growing up. Mm. It's this is more of a suburban based band, which I'm pretty sure they're like from my suburbia area, too. <laughs> so a lot of things I'm like, oh, man, like I fucking feel that. Yeah. And if you have the growing pains of that, <laughs> like you're like, oh, man, I'm growing up. I still like, fucking I hate those, my town. I, I need to leave. Streets. These are I know the streets these I things. I shopped there. I hated it, too. God, I hate it. <laughs> But if you had those growing pains and you're trying to like transition out and become an adult, become your own person, it's a really great album. And I know they're playing a show on December 23rd at Sub T and they're headlining. They're playing with Well Met as well, another local nice. Chicago band. Very yeah. rad lineup thanks to Out of Context Productions. Nice. Another one, Hawthorne Heights, Bad Frequencies. I feel like this got definitely dropped off the radar. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Stop. I didn't even. I unapologetically love Hawthorne Heights. Uh, I. It's fine. Go on. Continue. It's a really good album. I and I definitely it. forgot about it. <laughs> Obviously, you can take it or leave it, Brian. I didn't even listen to it. So I don't even know. I Shut just up. am. Uh, it's good. Assuming. It's if you've listened to their last few um, releases last years, like hate. And then if you mix it with skeletons. 
it's like a brainchild of like a baby child of that baby child. I'm so tired. Is it just? It's uh, good. It's like a little bit more poppy, but it also still has like that like mental health and like deeper meaning to it. And it's still like aggressive and angsty, but it's just a little bit more poppy. So it's not like if only you were lonely. They haven't been like if only you were lonely since like fragile future. Okay. It's like skeletons, but they made skeletons a little bit more modern and a little bit darker. And I think it's a perfect mix for them right now. Okay. I love Hawthorne Heights. Shut the fuck up. Is it the song Ohio is for Lovers on repeat? No! Stop! Then I don't know if I care. Then in the Water is a better song anyway. Then I don't know if I care. Wow. <sighs> um, this other one I actually just discovered this afternoon thanks to my coworker Alex and going accidentally hitting new releases. Found a release, and this is what I always wonder why people put out their album reviews like at the end of fucking November, early December, because you're yeah. gonna miss a whole month of reviews, basically. Yeah. Which I mean, we're doing it near holidays. the end of December. Like it's you holidays. can't, you can't, you can't, you can't fault us anymore. But this one was by LP Heart to Mouth, and it's indie, but the singer has kind of a twang to their voice, which I am like, yeehaw! That's like yeehaw. <laughs> And I immediately dismiss it, but it was also poppy and it was described as power pop, which power pop I feel is a pop music, but you don't know what the fuck is going on with Mm -hmm. it. So you call it power pop just so you don't have to deal with any (laughs) absurd labels. Right. And it was my coworker, Alex, also says like, this is like Lana Del Rey. Mm -hmm. If you like Lana Del Rey, I would say check out LP. It's it's a very strong, I feel like it's a very strong album. And that's really ballsy of me to say for just listening it this afternoon in yeah. my office. But it stood out, and I think the vocals are really going to make it. And just the fact that it is very dancey as well. I We definitely feel like this is going to be something that you would hear on the airwaves, like the radio airwaves. So that's a really strong, I feel like when you feel that, and I mean, I guess it's selling out in a way, but everyone wants to make money. So if you want to make money, you're selling out. Yep. If you have a strong enough feeling, especially in the broadcast industry, that an artist or a band can make make it on the airways with one of their songs, it means that they must be good. Yeah. Even if you don't like it. Yeah. They're on there. I mean, bad artists, bad art will eventually be taken down from... The radio stations, if it's not good, exactly. I'm assuming, unless there's just a lot of money involved. I mean, Imagine Dragons was on the Billboard Top 100 like four fucking. Nine. I get why Imagine Dragons. I was get on it. There. No, I get it a hundred percent. Do I think it should be there? No, I think Imagine no. Dragons is one of the worst bands. I put out a spicy Facebook mess uh, status oh, about yeah. that, and I had a friend who so enthusiastically told me oh, over the God. summer, and I felt so bad afterwards, but I also did not. Who sent me a photo of them in the pit at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater waiting for Imagine Dragons. And I was like, oh, that's a cool mic stand. Because I had no idea who the fuck was playing that night. I was at another show. I'm like, who are you seeing? Who's at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater? He's like, Imagine Dragons. I was like, Uh. oh. I I just texted him back because we had an abundance. Abundance. Yeah. Of free tickets. Of course. That no one wanted. And I was like, you did not have to pay for that at all. 
the idea that somebody would pay for it. Hollywood, it's a, this is an amphitheater show. Anybody who goes to concerts will know how expensive a pit ticket is at an outdoor music venue. It's fucking absurd, especially yeah. when it's through larger ticketing companies with the $20 surcharges. And then just like the emotional cost of being at an Imagine Dragons show. I know, right? Like, what does that do to you? Like, do you need to go and talk to someone for hours? Like, to, why like, would you want everyone to know that you're super boring? An unoriginal. An unoriginal. Fucking normies. Normcore. Ugh. So that's my, that ends our uh, year in review. I mean, yeah. I, I had punk albums too, but I didn't have enough time to really flesh them out because I was trying to accommodate for you. We will have a Spotify built playlist for all of the artists that we mentioned. We might have uh, them separate so you can vote on which one you prefer. You, you maybe. <laughs> I think... Or we can throw them together. We can really just see what happens. Let's just see what happens, guys. Let's see how you like Let's it. Let's see this how we our, pretty much feel tonight. Yeah, this is our first year of review. This is our first year having a podcast. And 2019 is going to be a lot of new shit for us. And I think next year we'll probably be more organized. But uh, don't worry about it. Just enjoy our music. Yeah, just enjoy uh, the music we recommended. Go listen to some new indie bops. Go listen to Hawthorne Heights and Hill Brian, how fucking okay. great they are. Um, So, thanks for everybody. Thanks, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for everybody. Thanks, everybody, we for 2018. Need, we need to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, We'll see you in 2019. We appreciate you. We love you. Be safe. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. Don't get too wild. Get wild. Unless you have New Year's Day off, <laughs> then do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever the fuck you want. Don't don't get arrested though. Like Generally, don't do that. Our message is do whatever the fuck you want. Just maybe stay out of you know legal trouble. Do whatever you want. Uh, from from Lizzie and I here at Emo Social Club. Bye.